Jam. Season 3, Episode 1. Hell yes. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Too Scared to Sleep. Hello, that was Jake, I'm Dylan, and it's us, we're back. We got picked up by the network for Season 3. Thank we God. got the funding. After a uh, very, very well-planned write-in campaign. Yes, thank you to all of our glorious, glorious fans. Thank you for the uh, hashtags of save too scared to sleep, too scared to sleep, director's cut, too scared to sleep, director's cut. This is not release the Snyder cut. Release the Snyder cut of the too scared to sleep podcast. Thank you all so much. Yep. First episode of the year. We're doing great. Everything's going great for us. Hell yeah, it is. I bought... Um, HBO Max, so I could watch Wonder Woman 84, and it was okay. It was not great. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing, it um, and it was flaws. pretty good. What? It had its flaws. It did, but I think overall it was a pretty good movie. They didn't have that cool Wonder Woman music in it, but that's all right. That's whatever. Yeah, but I did like that they threw in Hans Zimmer's Beautiful Lie. Mm-hmm. That was a good touch. I liked that. Yeah, it was good. I liked it um, in the in the third act in the mm-hmm. climax moment when she breaks the fourth wall and looks right at the camera. I always like when that happens. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's not always done effectively, but it is done effectively every now and then. Yes. We could end up talking about movies for like 30 <laughs> minutes from here on out. This is like the segue into a movie thing, but no. Let's it's not season it. three. They know what to expect. Yeah, when we go crazy about stuff about movies. Anyway, yeah, but, uh, you know, Dylan and I see each other a lot because we're lonely. Because mm-hmm. we enjoy each other's company. So I don't know. I don't have a lot to say. Other than um, New Year's Eve was good. New Year's Day was all right. I had the strangest date on New Year's Day, though. <laughs> what was the New Year's Day date? I don't remember that. <clears throat> that was one where I spent all day in Austin. It was kind of cool. I met this girl online, of course. Mm-hmm. She seemed really nice, and we went. We had a really good time, and then she had an existential crisis in the third act. Oh, yikes. But that's okay. It's yeah, whatever. sometimes it'd be like that. It's all right. There are other worlds than these. Damn straight. Which is code for there are other girls on the line, so it wasn't that much of a loss. But what was funny is you wa- I was walking around Austin, South South Austin. South Congress is an area of Austin, if you don't know it. And it's very, very hipster. Oh, yeah. Very granola, very Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. Perfect for uh, certain outfits of yours. Certain outfits. That's where I'm going for this. This plays, <laughs> this plays well into the end of the story, as we love to say. So what happened was... Um, we spent all day together. It was really cold that day in Austin. It was like 50 degrees. It was really nice. We had a great time. We got coffee. We bought. We got Home Slice Pizza, which is a great place downtown. It is good. And then we walked all the way from South Congress to the Capitol, and we were hanging out on the Capitol grounds on the mall. And we saw two guys get married, and it was very, very sweet. And we shared a very nice kiss and held hands a lot and kissed some more, and then she had her existential crisis. But that's all right. It's whatever. Um, if she's not ready for, you know, Date two, it's all right. You know, it's, it's all right. Sometimes it just happens that way. It doesn't way. bother me. At least I found out. You know, I told her, I said, at least we found out now, not like a month and a half from now. Yeah, Or exactly. six months from now. Mm-hmm. Or 11 years from now. Yeah, at least it didn't get to the point where you started talking on your podcast about it. That's right. But here's what here's here's the takeaway from it. Was that I'm walking around and I'm watching these hipster guys walk around and they're all wearing puffy jackets. Looking hipsterish. And I thought to myself, okay, and you know, I just kind of, Saved it away in my mind. Uh, they look pretty good. I've lost enough weight that I could wear a puffer jacket without feeling like I look like the Michelin man <laughs> in one. Hell yeah. Then I met another woman, and she wanted to hang out on a Saturday, go to the park, and just kind of hang out there. 
And so I decided almost in the same lines. I don't know if it, it, I've never talked about this, but growing up, maybe I have. Growing up, I grew up in a very religious family. It was basically like growing up in a religious cult, Baptist church, Southern Baptist family. My I feel like you've mentioned preacher. that particular portion of it uh-huh. very many times. Yes. So we were never allowed to dress up for Halloween ever. And never we never got to trick or treat. That is so kids. sad. It's really That's fucking heartbreaking. Sad. It really is. I mean, you know, when I talk about how my parents hated us, those are the moments they didn't really hate us. They didn't do anything to turn me into a psychopath or a serial killer or a murderer. But, you know, that's on a level of it's like, what's the harm in letting a kid dress up for Halloween and go trick or treating? But it was like, it's the devil's holiday. So we didn't dress up. And then um, when I was 27, my baby brother turned 18 and he came to us and he said, guys, I want to have a birthday party. And I'm like, okay. And he says, I want it to be a costume party. And we lost our goddamn minds (laughs) when we realized that we were adults and nobody could tell us that we couldn't dress up. And we had access to adult money. And so we could go fucking hard on costumes. And so that year we spent money, adult money on costumes like maid shit. I dressed up as a Jedi and I went I went crazy with it. You know, we had a good time. And then for probably about six or seven years, every time we had a birthday party, we would dress up. In, in accordance to whatever the theme was. And it got to the point where we had a we had a Tonka truck birthday party one time. I remember that for one of my nephews. And I decided I was going to dress up as a construction worker. So I go around, you know, I got the work boots and I found the Dickie shirt and I wanted to find a hard hat. Um, and hard hats are expensive to actually buy. And this was a couple of years back before Amazon became as prevalent as it is. Nowadays, you could get a hard hat, you know, easily, you know, three days and it's here. But I wanted like a worn out hard hat. So I was, I, at the time I had a Jeep Wrangler and I was driving to and from San Marcos to work and um, I saw a hard hat on the side of the road in the median <laughs> of, of, inter, of the interstate. And I drove past it. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's a hard hat. So I turned around, like took the exit, went back like three miles, got back into, on, into traffic going like 85 miles an hour. <laughs> and as I saw that hard hat coming in, I swerved into the median, slowed my vehicle down, put it in park, got out of the car. This is all dangerous shit to do. Yes. On 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 any interstate, especially this one. Especially in Texas. And I picked up that hard hat for that party. And then for about 5 years, every time I saw a hard hat on the side of the road, I would stop and grab it. Oh my god. To the point where I have about 15 or 16 hard hats. And it got it got so much, it got to be such a thing that I stopped um I stopped collecting white hard hats cuz that's the most out there. I basically decided no, those are the common ones. I'm only going to pick up rare and super rare exactly. at this point. It's going by video game rarity. Exactly. You can find the rainbow one. Oh my god. Oh my god. So I have like an orange one, I have a green one, I have a red one which is my favorite. Hell yeah. Right. So um, it's just one of these things where we dress up as costumes. If you go, if you go to my personal Instagram page, you can see back this just this Halloween, I dressed up as post-apocalyptic Mario, and I wore my red hard hat, and I put a lot of work and a little bit of money into making a costume for myself. Now I did the same thing for my kids. I'm not crazy. Um, you know, my kids love to dress up for Halloween, and we obviously go really hard for Halloween. Oh and- yeah. We have so many birthday parties and birthday events in my family that we ended up wearing our costumes on three different occasions during during that last two weeks of, of October. So we got to wear our costumes a lot. Um, but I had that post, post-apocalyptic Mario costume. And so in the same vein, when I knew I was going to go on this park date with this with this uh, beautiful, beautiful woman, I decided that I was going to wear a costume for it. And the costume that I was going to wear was 
middle-aged suburban white dad going to the PTA bake sale at the farmer's market. And boy, did you. And boy, did I nail that costume. It was on fucking point. It was. I bought a, I you know, I was, I bought a, 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 a plaid flannel type shirt that was green and blue predominantly. And I went and found myself a moss green puffer jacket and I pulled the, I pulled the costume off. He got real crunchy munchy granola dad. Oh, I did. But I looked really good. And, you know, she remarked at how handsome I was and I looked pretty good in it. And I, I wore, actually wore it today. Uh, to go see some of my friends back at the car dealership where I was where I was working uh, before before my accident, uh, my motorcycle accident, so that they could see the ridiculous outfit. But they all they all thought I looked, you know, good in the outfit. And I could pull it off. Like I said, the whole the whole crux of the whole thing was that I didn't look like the Michelin Man in a puffer jacket, which is good. Yes, um, but you but, do make a remarkably good uh, white man. Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure. So. That was that's about the only excitement that I've had apart from, you know, binging all sorts of shows. <laughs> I don't know if, if you follow our TikTok, if you follow our Instagram, you can tell that I have really gone down the uh, the video streaming rabbit hole with the movies that I watch and posting and giving recommendations. I was watching Virgin River, which is the cheesiest, most melodramatic and yet most addictive show that I've probably watched in my entire life. It is ridiculous. And he loves it so much. Again, if you follow us on social media, you're well aware of how much he loves it. Mm -hmm. It's certainly something. Yeah. And uh, at some point I actually saw my ex because I was picking up my kids or dropping them off one or the other. And she asked me, um, she was like, because we share, we share a Netflix. And so they can see what I'm watching. And she goes, how was Virgin river? And I was like, try not to tear up. I was like, it was amazing. (laughs) It was so good. She's like, have you started Bridgerton yet? And I said, no, I haven't started that. And she says, well, Bridgerton is a lot better than Virgin River. And I looked at her and I said, you shut your whore mouth. Oh, my God. Don't you ever. (laughs) Don't you ever disrespect Virgin River in my presence ever again. Because I will. No, anyway, it was was just a funny thing. Oh, my God. But she's apparently trying to say that Bridgerton is better. But there's just no way. There's no way. I watched one episode of that show and I was like, nah, it's not for me. So, but anyway, that's about the only thing that I've got going on. Dylan, what's going on with you? (laughs) Well, uh, nothing quite as uh, spectacular to follow all that up with. Um, (laughs) I I have been in isolation because two of my roommates tested positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. So I have spent two weeks basically just in my room away from all human contact doing absolutely nothing is waiting on my tests to come in. Um, Luckily, everything came back negative, so I'm good to go. Um, but I did go a little bit stir crazy. One might say, uh, I made a bone crown. I uh, saw that. Yeah. What so kind I of bones were those? Animal bones, like deer, okay. raccoon, rodent. You say, you say animal bones, like you killed cats for those things. No, 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 no. Um, no, definitely not. So you spent two weeks in isolation away <laughs> from all human contact. Yeah, pretty much. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. That's not that different from your normal normal routine. <laughs> no, it's really not. That's that's entirely fair. It's really not that much different. The only difference is that I had like Christmas from Christmas for like 15 days totally off of work. And usually at work, you know, like I'll at least get to see some other people. I get to interact with, you know, whoever. I'll like come hang out with you sometimes and shit. Um, sometimes frequently. Frequently. Um but yeah, I was just totally away from just everybody, everything. 
Part of it was really nice though, because it was right after Christmas. So I had like all the Christmas cookies that me and my mom made. Um, and I was just like munching. I also kind of like got into this weird spot where I just kind of stopped eating. Like I would eat dinner, but I just would wake up at weird times. So I wasn't really eating anything. I managed to lose five pounds. Good for you. Um, so that was pretty interesting. I've just been focusing on my art stuff, really. Um, focusing on your art. Yes, focusing on my art. Just working on my music. Exactly. Um, no, but I just work, we're like working on paintings and drawings and shit. Um, I made a list of like topics that I want to do over here. And uh, then I started doing research on all of them, got like two or three sentences in and realized I don't want to be doing this right now. So I uh, just finished it's one my of first topic today. Of depression. Me? Depressed? I'm the furthest thing from depressed. That's right. Do you see what I've created? Just keep Look working. at him. Just, just keep working like that. Can a depressed person make no, this? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Listen, it's, a, it's fine. Yeah, but you anyway, just kind of been... Uh, Hanging out, watching movies, watching TV. Oh, I did go down the suburban white, the suburban white dad rabbit hole a little bit further, and I bought myself an electric kettle so I can drink tea because I don't mm. drink coffee anymore. I drink tea because it's better. It's, I don't know, it's, it's more agreeable to me, less caffeine. So now I drink like a couple. I'm drinking a cup of tea, my second one, right now. Yeah, he's been real into the tea. Just good stuff. I'm hoping that eventually you're going to spend enough time in here where, like, I don't know, maybe you'll just start, like, losing all color. So one day I'm going to come in here and you're actually going to be, like, completely white, like the monsters in The Descent. And you'll just fully complete your transformation into White Dad. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm already there in so many ways. In so many ways. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. But anyway, other than that, yeah, I mean, it's just been... We've just been kind of hanging out, doing a whole lot of nothing. I went back to work on this last Sunday um, for the first time, so that was pretty exciting. Got to do nothing for like an hour and a half because nobody was in the store, um, but got to have that little bit of human contact, felt a little bit rejuvenated. Yeah, you hugged everyone who walked in? No, oh, God, no. Asked them to take them home, take you home with them? No. <laughs> I bet you did, you liar. No. I mean, there are, there are some people there I would hug, but no. Not right now. There you go. No, not right now. Stay away from people. Icky people. All right. Dylan, you should go first with your topic. I should go first with my topic, Jake. You're absolutely right. We were, I was looking at listenership. It turns out that drunk Jake isn't so popular, so that's okay. Yeah, drunk Jake is also not that popular on the editing floor because uh, drunk Jake <laughs> gets into sad so. boy Jake. Oh, that's true. That happens too. And also just like the general slurring and laughing and like weird noises that emanate from you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Start your topic, bro. Sorry, I was responding to a Listen, we need to bring the heat. We need to bring the thunder. You know what we haven't haven't done yet? I can't believe we haven't done it yet. Bringing the heat. Do it. Hail Satan. Into the light, I command thee. Into the light, I command thee. That's right. You're about to start Power Hour on WKRX, Greater Cincinnati. All the metal hits. Hail Satan. That's right. Let's get it done. Now we're ready. Now we're ready for your topic. Hell yeah, we are. Man, this is going to be a pain in the ass to edit out later. (laughs) Not like edit out, but like volume down. Anyway, doesn't matter. Let's fucking go. Okay, my topic. I want to preface this by saying it's close. You and I are going to go there. Okay. Okay. I don't care what you have to say about it. We're going to go at some point. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I have weekends off. Let's fucking do it. My 
biggest hope is that hopefully during season three, we're going to start our Patreon and we're going to make some video content. We should put the video content on the Patreon. And this can be one of our video things because only about an hour away from San Antonio, Texas, lies the small oil town of Yorktown. I know where Yorktown is. We can go. Exactly. Full of the classic old-timey buildings we see in places like downtown New Braunfels and like Jefferson, Texas. Mm -hmm. just like western-looking shit. Uh, The place looks fairly rustic and kind of cute if you're into that style. Right up until you reach one particular building, the Yorktown Memorial Hospital. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Sounds awesome. It's... uh, Do you know anything about this? Maybe. Okay. Let's do it. I'm really excited for this. I really want to fucking explore this place with you. So, the Yorktown Memorial Hospital is 30,000 square foot of haunted hospital, including a basement, two wings on either side, and a second story that served as living quarters for the staff. Ugh. Yeah. Barf, we'd want to stay there. That's where the term resident doctor came from. Did you know that? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. There you go. That probably sucked. Oh, I can imagine so. They need you downstairs. Oh, God. It's so dramatic. Can't get away. Um, Okay, so in the 1950s, a group of nuns called the Felician Sisters, who were associated with the Roman Catholic Church, bought a property where the building now stands and decided to build it into a hospital till it eventually closed down in 1986. But I feel like if you start any story with a creepy group of nuns associated with the Roman Catholic Church. You know where it's going to go, and yeah. it's not going to be anywhere good. We all know where this is headed. Oh, yeah. Maybe not in the first or second acts, but that third act is going to bring it. Oh, it's going to play heavily into the end of the story. It's going to play heavily into the end of the story. Alrighty, so the sisters decided to build the hospital because as a small town in the middle of nowhere, Yorktown had no hospital within the city or anywhere reasonably close. The hospital did close down in 1986 until a new hospital was created nearby in Quero, Texas, uh, which is what ended up putting the Yorktown Memorial Hospital out of business. However, later in that year, they decided that the hospital could be repurposed, so they decided to make it a rehab center for those suffering from addiction. So it went from spooky hospital from nuns to spooky rehabilitation center with nuns. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, It did remain active as a rehab center for two more years until eventually it wasn't enough to save the business and it was shuttered too, leaving the building abandoned inside the town. Derelict. Bom, 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 bom. Dun, dun, dun. Many reports say that while it was in operation, the sisters who were uh, in control of the hospital ended up losing over 500 patients within a six-year period. That's not counting the whole time. That was just within a six-year period. They lost 500 individuals. What? A ridiculously high number of deaths for such a short time. Yes. And it's reported that over the full time being opened, they lost upwards of 2,000 patients within the walls. Which I think pretty adequately explains why the building is so actively haunted. Yeah, we could imagine so. Yeah. It's gonna get... Real interesting here. Nice. So sickness, surgery, and old age, however, were not the only causes for death within the hospital. Uh, While it was still in operation, there was, drumroll please, 
A double homicide. Double homicide. Double homicide. Double the homicide, double the fun, double the haunting. <laughs> a double homicide within the boiler room. Of course. To make it even better. Of course. So while it was still in operation, there was a double homicide in the boiler room. Supposedly, it was the result of a love triangle between a nurse, a co-worker, and a patient. The story goes that the nurse was in the boiler room with lover number two when lover number one caught them in the act and reacted in probably, I would say, the worst way possible. He viciously stabbed the nurse to death several times and lover number two managed to wrestle the knife away from number one and stab him to death with it too. So man goes in, sees nurse sleeping with somebody else. Man kills nurse. The other man kills the man that just killed nurse oh my god in addition to the spiritual effect that this already not so great hospital hen uh it also left a physical mark as the blood stains from the attacks are still in the boiler room today uh they have been tested in recent times to confirm that it is actually human blood and the results all came back proving that it's definitively human blood absolutely but if you go into the boiler room you can still see the blood stains and it is fucking crazy it's so cool. I really want to go to this place. Um, so getting into, let's see, some more of the dark history of this fucking crazy-ass place. Uh, one of the most notable members of the staff here was Dr. Leon Novirsky, uh, who at the time of his retirement actually held the oldest medical license in Texas. Dr. Leon. Yes. Leon was practicing medicine well into his 90s. Please tell me he was also practicing witchcraft. Uh, no, but so he, awesome. he's gained some interest for this, but the main reason he's so well known, uh, is because of some of his fatal mistakes during surgeries leading to the death of an unknown number of patients because he's a man in his nineties cutting people open. Oh my God. Yeah. He was still practicing surgery. Jesus Christ. One such mistake, um, which is the story that I keep hearing on a bunch of different websites, um, was during a thyroid surgery that he was performing. Everything was going pretty fine until the doctor, in air quotes, accidentally slit the throat of a patient, resulting in the quick death. Nobody really knows how it happened, because it seems kind of weird to accidentally slit somebody's fucking throat. Um, but, you know... Nothing ever happened because of it. I think he just got like a slap on the wrist. Uh, yeah, but thanks to the good doctor, there are more than a few unhappy spirits wandering these halls. I am flabbergasted. I can tell. That story. That reminds me of this. Okay, if you guys like podcasts, there's a podcast. It's a limited release podcast called Dr. Death that you have to go and listen Ooh, to. Oh, yeah. It might be like seven or eight episodes long, but it is worth the listen. That has to do with medical mistakes like this. Hell yeah. This is just fucking crazy. So there are quite a few unhappy spirits within the wall. I'm sure Dr. Leon sent his fair share of that away. Um, but speaking of spirits, of the many spirits to haunt these walls, some of the most notorious are actually some of the Felician sisters, the Catholic nuns who built the building. They've been seen around many of the rooms and hallways, um, and it's pretty common for them to be like photographed and you can see them like in the full habit holy shit yeah so visitors have caught quite a few photographs of the apparitions of the nuns throughout the building um, just in a number of different places and unsurprisingly uh, the nuns are actually not particularly happy spirits imagine that 
The nuns have been reported to be incredibly violent to guests. People have been hit, scratched, choked, and here's one that I think you're really going to like. Uh, sometimes the apparitions will rush at guests. Oh, I'm not good with that. <laughs> Thanks for that. Appreciate you telling me that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's said that the nuns are more angry towards women and people with tattoos. And you want us to go there? <laughs> yeah. Dylan. Yes. You want us to go there? Yes, Jake. They don't like tattoos. Yes, Jake. We both have tattoos, Dylan. That's correct, Jake. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's so close, though. It's so close. And think about it. If we get angry spirits coming at us, at least we've done the research and we're expecting it. And think about how good of an episode that will make. We got to have like a poll. Like, how long are we going to stay in this? Can we survive five minutes? I would spend the night there if possible. If they would let me, I would spend the night there. You're so full of shit, Dylan. What do you mean I'm full of shit? You're so full of shit. What do you mean I'm full of this shit? This place sounds creeptastic before you said that. Yeah. Not, ghost nuns rushing you because they yeah. don't like your tattoos. And now it's like, oh my God. Oh, it doesn't get better. It's going to get worse. What if these things follow us home, Dylan? They're not going to follow us home. If you're worried about it, then as soon as we leave, just sage yourself up. Oh my God. We're going to sage your house. We're going to sage ourselves in the car. Okay, you've got stage. We're going to hotbox ourselves all the way back home. You've got protection I do tattoos. have protections. We'll see. I guess we'll see how, 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 um, how effective they are. Exactly. It'll be fine. Okay, whatever. It'll be fine. I'm with you on this. So the other thing that I'm so excited to tell you about is one of our favorite things, which is the little dead girl. Little dead girl. I've already had to deal with a little dead boy at my old house. So oh, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, we just got to make sure you hit all the bases. The good thing, though, is that this particular girl, uh, she was eight year old Stacy. She's one of the most well known and well active, or she's one of the most well known and active ghosts in the hospital, but she's not malicious at all. Uh, in fact, she's been reported as being very playful. Uh, she loves being read stories and playing with toys left for her by the visitors. I was going to say, if we brought something like a ball, would she roll it to us? Yes, actually. There is a story that I read about somebody who did bring in a ball and they went into like the children's room. Um, they started pushing it and Stacy was pushing the ball back to them. And she like rolled it back and forth with them for mm-hmm, a little while. Mm-hmm. The other thing <laughs> about this uh, is that there's a number of battery-operated dolls that are in, like, the children's rooms. Jesus Christ. Really? She's well-known for speaking through some of the operated dolls. Like, they will just turn on and start speaking without anybody being, like, in the room. Do they or, have like, voice touching boxes the installed? They have, yeah. Okay, oh my god. But still, it's EVP. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, oh man. Yeah, it's said that it's not only Stacy, but they think some of the other ghosts that are using the power in the dolls to actually, like, turn them on and communicate. Wow, this place sounds creeptastic. Hell yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, we gotta go. Absolutely. We could probably get... I don't know whether Midnight Paranormal has gone to Yorktown yet, but if they haven't, I bet you they'd go with us. Probably. Safety in numbers. I would definitely like to go there, but I do want to go there just you and me sometime and see just how that plays out. Fine, whatever. Um, I'm going to get that voice box app on my phone and then we'll go. So some of the other spirits there that we have identified are um, two notable ones, Doug and TJ. 
Uh, so Doug Richards was the mechanic in the hospital. He's said to have died in the hospital in 1973. Mm. Uh, people often see a spirit with the same description as him, a tall man wearing blue jeans and a white shirt. Uh, he's often seen in the basement where he worked the most. People report seeing him like walk back and forth throughout the hallways of the basement or like stop and look at them while they're down there. Um, relatively uneventful, though, I mean, other than just being seen. But the other one was a more interesting story. Uh, the other ghost, TJ, was a young man who had died of a heroin overdose on the back steps of the hospital when it was serving as a rehab center. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, apparently his friends had dropped him off there and they rang the bell a couple times to alert the staff inside. But for whatever reason, it's not known like if the bell didn't work or if the nuns were just like or the people working there were just asleep or what happened. But nobody heard the bell uh, and TJ was left there overnight to die. Uh, people often see TJ wandering around the back stairs and in the hallway leading to those stairs kind of lingering around the spot where he died. So creepy. Thank you for that. Oh, yes. But there are a bunch of other kind of generalized hauntings that haven't been attributed to particular ghosts or entities that we know the names of. So let's take a look at what those are like, because uh, there's some doozies in here, my friend. Let's hear it. Uh, of course, there's the lights turning off and on, even while people are in the rooms sometimes. Mm, yes. uh, objects being thrown at visitors. There are... <laughs> Horrible screams heard coming from the old ER and OR rooms uh, and the maternity ward. Disembodied screams, I've heard that before. Oh, yeah. Here's one that I was really excited for you to react to. Let's hear it. There is a chapel in the hospital. It's been reported by a couple different people that if you're in the chapel and you read from the Bible that's in there, you can hear growling from all around you. Stop it! <laughs> Stop! I just got to chill all the way through my body for that shit. God. Into the light. Oh, my, oh God. my goodness. Yep. Growling. Growling. Oh, if you could see my expression right now, Insomniacs. Oh, it's so good. And you, oh, and you honestly think we're going to go. Growling. We're going to go. You don't have to go in the chapel if no, you don't want I'm to. No, I'm going to do all of it. Good. We're going to record all of it. We're going to fucking do it. Hell yes. We're Hell yeah. It. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Exactly. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Now we're crossing over genres. <laughs> I know. Doomed to Star Wars. But it's good. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my God, Dylan. Come on, man. Oh, it doesn't end there, but I was just really excited for that one. Growling. Growling. Oh, Creeptastic. Thanks yeah, a lot. baby. Thanks for the nightmares. You're welcome. You do know the name of this podcast, right? I know, I know, I know. I, I am like bringing the fucking heat. This is why we do need three. to do video content because I'm a lot, I'm a lot more, I'm a lot braver in real, in real life. Okay. <laughs> no, we definitely do need to do some video content, and I suggest that we do this one soon. Let's do it. Fuck it up, man. I'm free every weekend. Hell yes. All right. So uh, some of the other generalized haunting things here. Let's see. Okay. So obviously the growling from the chapel. If you're reading the Jesus Bible. There's been a lot of super clear photographs of full body apparitions, shadow figures, and the glowing orbs, mm -hmm. um, which we haven't really heard that much about. I mean, I hear like a couple stories where it's super prevalent, mm. but I don't hear about that as much as I would like. I love those little funky orb boys. Yeah, they're everywhere sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Okay, Oof. so some people have reported an abnormally large shadow figure with glowing red eyes. What? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> uh, and people have got some of the best EVPs ever received during paranormal investigations. This isn't helping the case to go there. You already agreed. It's on air. <sighs> yeah. We got it locked in the contract. No, I'll fucking do it. I don't care. This was the studio told us that we had to get adventurous with this, otherwise they were going to cut our funding again. That's right. They're going to they're going to cut down our our, uh, our episodes. So some of the good EVPs, as much as I hate to admit it, came from Ghost Adventures. Oh, I fucking hate those guys. Of course, Ghost Adventures covered it, and I hate knowing that Zach Bagans was so close to us. Zach Bagans, listen. If you listen to us for any t- any period of time, we love actual legit paranormal investigators a lot and we have friends that are actual paranormal investigators and they have all of our love and respect but for us zach baggins is the kim fucking kardashian of paranormal investigators and we hate him absolutely like we hate kim kardashian pretty much um we're just not fans it's just it's so annoying because like listen if you get into the paranormal just anything any aspect of paranormal work you have to come into it with like a level of respect Mm -hmm. and i get like if you do this because you want it to be your job and you want to make money from it i understand that i would love to be able to make money doing something that i love but when your only focus is money and your only focus is just like drama and being an asshole like but more than that antagonizing the ghosts yeah like antagonizing that's a big thing that they do and there was that other one that we talked about last season i can't remember what their name was but uh the lizzie borden house where they were literally just like screaming at the Mm -hmm. ghosts and shit like you can't have that kind of attitude going into paranormal work like it's ridiculous but anyway we've talked about zach vagans over and over again not a fan, obviously. We're not fans, and we have our reasons. And it's okay if you like him. We we get that. Yeah, I mean... It's just not our cup of tea. People have different views and opinions, but we just don't care for and him. We respect your views and opinions. Um, but anyway, they did cover it, um, and they actually got some really interesting evidence. Uh, they got some super clear EVPs of spirits saying things like, You want to play? It's sick. Don't go into that room. Okay. Get in there. I'm not into this at all. I'll tell them you did it, and more. Uh, they also caught part of an apparition on their infrared camera, and they heard a lot of disembodied moaning and footsteps on more than one occasion. Hmm. Yeah, buddy. I'm not okay with this. Yorktown Memorial is super well known for producing really frequent and clear evidence to most of the people that come investigate it, which is unsurprising given the 2,000 plus people who have died there, some of which obviously in incredibly unpleasant ways. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, and there is a guy who lives on the property. He's the groundskeeper. He's also spoken more than once about some of the things that he's experienced in the hospital. Uh, including the lights and screams, etc., like the normal kind of shit. Um, but he's also said that when he turns the lights off in some of the rooms, he sees people standing in the darkness. Um, he says sometimes they look like they could be modern people or like investigators, um, but sometimes they look like they're in outdated clothing or they look like they're patients of the hospital. So like he's in a room, he'll turn the light off, and there will be people in the room. 
Oh my god, that's like like that movie Lights Out. Yeah, yeah, that's like some Conjuring shit right there. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, James Wan. I love what it, a though. guy. We love James Wan. What a guy. So he's seen that a couple different times. Um, he's seen people walking around the hospital that aren't really there. Um, just like different figures. Sometimes he's seen them through like outside when he turns all the lights on. He'll still be able to see somebody or sometimes he'll see lights on in certain rooms with like the silhouettes of people moving past. Uh, he's I've seen, seen that before. He's seen people um, inside like across a hallway moving back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, not particularly unusual shit. There was one uh, that was kind of cool. There's a particular staircase that's it's always closed off. It's blocked off with a door and the door has like a large glass pane in the center of it. Um, He said on more than one occasion, he's heard the sound of someone or something rapping against the pane of glass from inside the staircase only to find that nobody's inside. Oof, chills. Yeah. Now, because this is so close to San Antonio, while I was looking up videos on it i found that the news station ksat 12 had actually covered this two different times i was really surprised with like some of the stuff that they got but they posted a video of them revisiting the hospital in 2018 with the san antonio paranormal investigators nice Uh, while they were in the hospital they left the audio recorder in the chapel and later heard what sounded like a choir on the recording and they played the audio clip of it you guys should definitely look it up find the ksat 12 video because they play it and you can hear like music and people talking and there was nobody else in that room it was super cool Uh, the music and voices were really clearly heard they also had one of the emf sensors that has like the lights that go across Mm -hmm. um they set that down in the children's room and they started reading a couple different stories um, just to see if they could like get some of the children to interact with them it didn't do anything the whole time they were there until they started singing the itsy bitsy spider at which point all the lights on the emf reader started flashing super bright like off and on i wonder if they like the wiggles I know tons of Wiggles songs. <laughs> and Yo Gabba Gabba. You should definitely try it. I bet they could jam out to that. All my friends are different, but we love them all the same. That's a Yo Gabba Gabba song. Yo Gabba Gabba goes hard. I never really watched it. I saw Yo Gabba Gabba live, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, cool. Got to go down to the stage. Ooh. Got to shake hands with DJ Lance Rock. It was pretty fucking awesome. Wow. Do you get to go backstage and backstage and do blow with the wiggles or yo gabba gabba which one was it i wish yo gabba gabba yo gabba gabba yeah with muno and tootie those are the monster costumes right or like those the, big... the monster costumes yes yeah yeah you imagine those guys just doing fucking rails <laughs> just like lines of blow then just getting out there and like like motley hey, crew they've got it in a coke can with the with the with the straw in it <laughs> exactly Oh my god, that's such a good image. Yo, Gabba Gabba, please don't sue us. I know, please don't. It would be crazy if that's how they were in your life. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Um, okay, anyway. Back to the spooky haunted shit. Um, <laughs> Sorry for that segue into yeah. nonsense. <laughs> Everyone's used to it. Um, but let's see. Okay, so clearly shown in the video, that EMF reader starts going off super crazy. Um, and there was actually a lot more activity in the hospital than I thought a news station would ever be able to find. Cause I mean, it was just like a short couple minute long video of like the KSAT 12 reporter going to like check mm-hmm, it out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting anything, but they got some pretty good stuff. Um, let's see. They, 
okay, they did include at the very end of it a photo that one of the investigators took uh, where you see the full body apparition of a man and a woman behind the investigator when he was alone in the room. It's pretty cool, man. They also linked a clip from their initial 2015 exploration, uh, which showed that while they were in the nursery area, one of the many broken dolls that were scattered around there that I mentioned earlier turned on. So, like, the light, the eyes lit up, um, and nobody was, like, in the room, but they were at the doorway to it. But the doll turned on, and it just started saying, I love you, to the crew over and over again. <laughs> oh, my God. It was super good. So I wish everybody the, could see the emotional distress that I'm in right now. Oh, yeah. It's gone from, like, shocked to now he's just kind of, like, Despair. head in hand, kind of, like, rethinking his decisions. It's oh, going to be awesome. That's just Jake. Um, but, yeah, that was from KSAT 12, actually, which is pretty cool. i got to watch um, that after this. It's super easy to find. It's only a couple minutes long. Um, but that's pretty much the information on the Yorktown hospital, um, you know, just one or two kind of spooky things happen there every now and then. Oh yeah. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. That's um, like a three on the scale. Oh yeah. No, it's not. But That's like a 13. I know. <laughs> um, but I'm looking up like, you know, if you just look up Yorktown Memorial hospital ghosts, you can find all kinds of pictures of like just the building looking creepy and then like spirits in the background and like people looking at you through windows and you know, there's a ghost behind some gates and shit. You just get to look inside the hospital. It's just creepy as shit, man. It's so cool. I am so excited to, like, just get out there and go. And we're going to do it. It's going to be excellent, Jake. I hope you're excited. God almighty. I am so not excited about this. We're going to be doing it, and we're going to be doing it soon, my friend. But anyway... That is the Yorktown Memorial Hospital in all its spooky glory. Um, and I would actually like to, before we end this, say thank you to my friend Spencer. Uh, he has been messaging me pretty frequently recently, just talking about the show. He's recently gotten into it. Um, so thanks, man. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Um, he had purchased some merch off of our Redbubble site and got it in. So he sent me some pictures and it looks really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I had a note that I wanted to go ahead and do the Yorktown Memorial Hospital. Um, but he was texting me and asking me specifically about it because he and his wife, Danielle, wanted to go check it out sometime. Um, so thank you to Spencer. You were the reason that I am doing this for episode one you of season three. You're the reason he's still alive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, we're going to be checking this out in person sometime pretty soon mm. gonna be making some video content so keep an eye out for the announcement on that uh and in the meantime i guess we'll take a short break and come back with jake's topic that's right we'll be oh. right back guys all righty and we have returned from our short break we're back baby we are back in the saddle again oh my god that song and that the way you sing it oh, jesus so good i'm so good at it that's right okay so i'm gonna be talking about something paranormal as well Hell yes. Yeah, I'm going to be talking about the Hops, Hopkinsville Goblins case. What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know anything about that, but I fucking love goblins. I know. And it's just going to, oh my God, it's going to segue into a movie, <sighs> into a movie segment. But that's okay, because at least it's relevant to the to the topic. And hey, you'll see why. First. Okay. The Hopkinsville Goblins case was a claimed close encounter with extraterrestrial beings in 1955 near Kelly and Hopkinsville in Kentucky. 
ufologist regarded as one of the most significant and well-documented cases in the history of UFO incidents. Damn. While skeptics say the reports were due to the effects of excitement and misidentification of natural phenomena, such as meteors and owls. Mm -hmm. Of course they do. This thing was so famous that it ended up in Project Blue Book. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this thing is shrouded in a lot of mythology and there's a lot of speculation and it became stuff of legend. But, you know, it's just one of those things. That's why it's so well documented. Um, It started on the night of August 21st, 1955, when a large extended farm family called the Suttons arrived breathlessly at the Hopkinsville police station in southwestern Kentucky. Their story of a terrifying siege by otherworldly beings would become one of the most detailed and baffling accounts of an alien close encounter on record. record. Notable for the large number of witnesses, there were nearly a dozen of them, the duration of the account of the encounter, which lasted a couple of hours, oh and the close proximity between the witnesses and the creatures, sometimes just a few feet away. Oh my goodness. The incident quickly became regional and even national news. Alrighty. It's amazing in so many different ways. Hell okay. yeah, I'm excited. So the Suttons lived in an unpainted three-room house with without running water, telephone, radio, TV, or even books. Of all the details of their story, the UFO landing and the appearance of small alien creatures, one fact is indisputable. When the eight adults and three children arrived at the nearby police station at about 11 o'clock in the night, they were genuinely terror struck. Ooh, we love to hear terror struck. Yes, the police chief went on record by saying these aren't the kind of people who normally run to the police for help. What they do is reach for their guns. Yeah, it sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Some real yee shit. That's right. Yet here they were. Women and children, hysterical, and one man with a pulse of 140 beats per minute, measured by an investigator. This is after they got back into town. Mm. The five adults and seven children arrived at the Hopkinsville police station claiming that small alien creatures from a spaceship were attacking their farmhouse and they had been holding them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. Oh my God. Yes. Two of the adults, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, claimed that they had been shooting at 12 to 15 short dark figures who repeatedly popped up at the doorway or peered into the windows. Does this sound familiar to you? <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, buddy. Jesus Christ, man. Concerned about a possible gun battle between local citizens, four city police, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four military police from the nearby U.S. Army Fort Campbell drove to the farmhouse located out in the middle of fucking sticks. Their search yielded nothing apart from evidence of gunfire and holes in in the window and the door screens made by the fire alarms by the firearms i'm sorry mm-hmm. according to accounts given by the, given to the police at about seven o'clock that night um is a sunday evening billy ray taylor who was a, fa- a family he was a family friend of the suttons was fetching water from the backyard well when he saw a silvery object real bright with an exhaust all the colors of the rainbow as he later recounted, it came silently towards the house, passed over it, stopped in the air, and then dropped straight to the ground. Super cool. Taylor was 21, his 18-year-old wife. They had come from Pennsylvania to visit the Sutton family. They had worked as traveling carnies. So they're here hanging out. The, the, the family was consisted of a 50-year-old widow that was the oldest lady there, two older sons and their wives, brother-in-law, the widow's three kids. They laughed him off, you know. Mm-hmm. just did not believe it. So less than an hour after he had seen that, so it's about 8 o'clock at night, people began hearing strange knocking and scratching noises coming from the outside. Love it. God, 
why am I telling this story right now? <laughs> the <laughs> family the dog hospital wasn't enough. I know. God almighty. The family dog started barking frantically, then it ran under the house where it would stay until the next day. Lucky and Billy Ray went to the back door. Of course, one of them was named Billy Ray. Love that. Went to the back door and made out a strange glow in the midst of which they spied a small humanoid creature. He was about three and a half feet tall with an oversized head almost perfectly round. Its arms extended almost to the ground and its hands had talons. And its oversized eyes glowed with a yellowish light. Yes. They said that the body gave off an eerie shimmer in the light of the night's new moon. And they said it was as if it was made of silver metal. Maybe he was wearing an earth suit. Not a space suit, but an earth suit. An earth suit. That's right. So what do these Kentucky boys do? Just blast a motherfucker to smithereens. The two men grabbed a 20-gauge shotgun and a 22 rifle and fired at the little man. It's hands. Now raise. <laughs> they just go ahead and fire at the little man. They ain't going to ask. Just fire at the little man. Just kill him. Kill him now, daddy. Oh, my God. Uh, they, they, the little guy raised his hands that, as if he was being held at gunpoint as it came towards the back door. He's coming in peace. And you, God, I hate the South. It's like you picked the wrong homestead to come into now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sons don't play this game. They oh reported that he did a flip, scrambled upright, and fled into the darkness. Of course he my did. My man's on some parkour shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He pulled out some Matrix shit right here. Shortly after, the men saw a similar creature appear in a side window and fired through the window screen. Still impervious to bullets, the little man again flipped, then disappeared. Billy Ray says, I went out into the hallway and crouched down when I saw one approaching the door. Um, Mrs. Langford, one of the ladies, told a paranormal investigator later um, that it, that the person looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with yeah. a head on top and small legs, and it was shimmering bright metal like on my refrigerator. It's hilarious. <laughs> Gets worse. Oh, At yes. some point, one of the guys stepped outside under the small overhang roof, I guess to peer out and check it out. How would you be? How do you decide who's going to go outside? Go check it out. You hey. pick. You pick the guy with the biggest gun. Hey, hey, go check it out. See if they're still there. <laughs> so he goes outside. Those behind him saw a claw-like hand reach down and touch his hair. Oh my god! The group screamed and pulled Taylor back, while Lucky shot above the overhang and then at another similar creature in a nearby tree. It floated to the ground and then scurried into the woods. Oh, that's good Holy shit. fucking shit, That's though. good shit. So this all happens, and then they end up at the police station. They make this report. The next day, neighbors told two officers that the families had packed up and left after claiming the creatures had returned about 3.30 in the morning. Why? Why on God's green earth, why in the love of everything, would you go back to the house? I mean, unless you're going back with more ammunition and more guns. I mean, it is the South. That's probably exactly what they were doing. We going to defend our homestead. We going to get it done. I have no idea why you, why you would go back. <laughs> I think Haley and Carson are from Kentucky. You guys tell me. Would you go back to the? Would you go back to the homestead? So crazy. I mean, I could I could see it. I'm you pretty know? sure they're in Kentucky. We're not trying to make fun of Kentucky people, but, you know, we mm. are making fun of Kentucky people. But it's whatever. Okay, so the family's claim received widespread coverage in local and national press. Obviously, early articles did not refer to them as little green men later, but the color was the color and the idea that they were little green men was later added to some newspaper stories. That's where that term came from. This okay. is the first time that that term was used for ex extraterrestrials. Oh, that's cool. 
Estimates of the size of the alleged creatures varied from two feet to four feet in details such as large pointed ears, claw-like hands, eyes that glowed, yellow and spindly legs later appeared in various media. So obviously this thing starts taking in, taking on a, 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 a life of its own. Mm-hmm. So the Committee for Skeptical Inquiry sent out one of its members and a skeptic named Joe Nickel. And he notes that the family could have misidentified eagle owls or great horned owls, yeah. which are nocturnal. They fly silently. They have yellow eyes and they're known to aggressively defend their nests. None mm. of this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. According to him, meteor sightings also occurred at the time that could explain why Billy Ray Taylor's claim claimed that he saw a bright light streak across the sky and disappear beyond a tree line some distance from the house. Whatever. He said it slowed down. No meteor is going to slow down and then come down in a 90 degree, 90 degree angle from the horizon. Get your shit together. Skeptics Skeptic. always got to be on some stupid shit. I know. <clears throat> According to another man who wrote about it, there are simply too many similarities between the creatures reported by the families and an aggressive pair of local great horned owls, which do stand about two-thirds of a meter tall. Two-thirds of a meter is about four feet tall. Yeah. But again... Which is a big fucking bird. That is a big bird, and I get that. I see owls all the time more often than I want to admit and more often than i wish it did uh but at the same time their description of what's happening has nothing to do with owls there isn't one owl who's going to walk doesn't have hands they have wings yeah they're not going to put their hands up if you try they don't walk on the ground like this they definitely don't do parkour backflips <laughs> yeah probably not mm-hmm so these skeptics are all about the great horned owls, but that makes no sense. No sense. Ufologist Jerome Clark writes that he, that the supposed creatures floated through the trees, and the sound of bullets striking them resembled bullets striking a metal bucket. He also describes an odd luminous patch along a fence where one of the beans had been shot, and in the woods beyond, a green light whose source could not be determined. Um, he tried to explain it away by saying that there's a biolumin- bioluminescent fungus uh, that uh, that creeps down into decaying wood and they call it foxfire so that could have been it but at the same time none of these none of these ideas hold any water they really don't yeah i mean it's just skeptics are really trying to say like anything they can to not have it be aliens Mm -hmm. you know he also wrote this guy jerome clark this ufologist that investigations investigations by the police the air force officers from nearby fort campbell and civilian ufologists found no evidence of hoax however Another guy says the claim that Air Force investigators showed up the next day at Miss Lankford's house have been published a number of times by later authors, but he could find no corroborating evidence of this. He also says that it was an army base. The four military police officers were accompanied. They accompanied the regular police officers and um, they were from an army base, not an Air Force base. I don't know what the what the difference. I mean, that doesn't really make a big difference to me, but whatever. Yeah. But eventually the Air Force did get into it. Um, it eventually attracted the attention of the UN, of the Air Force's UFO investigation program called Project Blue Book. And the documents there suggest that its team actually never officially pursued the matter beyond checking in with their Fort Campbell counterparts who had briefly been at the scene hmm. the first night. One of the most thorough investigations of this incident was undertaken in 1956 by ufologist Isabel Davis and published, sev- published several decades later by the Center for UFO Studies. Um, it, that that group was actually founded by an astronomer astronomer named Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was Project Blue Book's civilian investigator. This 200-page report includes detailed maps, drawings, documentary records, summaries of similar accounts around the world, and interviews with several Sutton family members and police investigators. 
Davis summarized that the latter's concern about the lack of physical evidence um, talks about it, but none of these possible explanations like a deliberate hoax, a publicity pl- a play, group hallucinations, none of them make sense. While questions arose about whether the young men were exaggerating, um, maybe they were drunk, the impression that she got was that this family was not, they were not drunk when this happened. Um, they were Bible-believing Kentucky folk. They weren't getting it. They weren't getting they weren't getting wasted on sour mash or anything like this. And none of the witnesses, none of the people who had experienced this had any history of making any kind of preposterous allegations. Just doesn't hold any water. Yeah. Another guy named Darwin Johnson reported um, being grabbed and pulled underwater by a lizard man while swimming in the Ohio River near Dogtown on August 14th. So a little bit before this. Yikes. Um People talk about how it kind of sounds very similar to uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, which is an old school black and white movie. Yeah. Um, After the reports of the little men in Hopkinsville, Darwin Johnson amended his story reporting uh, reporting that um, they and other members of their group had seen a flying saucer shortly before swimming, Um, although they had mentioned to fail it. They had failed to mention it in their early interviews, hmm. but they claimed that their attacker must have been the same creatures who had terrorized the families in Hopkinsville on their way to the Bluegrass State, Kentucky. So, some ufologists compared the alleged creatures to gremlins, which have which have since often been referred to as the Hopkinsville goblins in popular culture. So, we're going to post on our Instagram photos of the Hopkinsville goblins because there's some pretty good. Hell yeah! There's some pretty good um, artist renditions. They're Hell not great, yeah. but yeah. I'm excited. Okay, so the thing about this case is that the number of witnesses that saw this thing and the duration of the event and the, and some of the physical evidence too make it seem like it's not a hoax. Yeah, it definitely feels a lot more I don't know, it feels a lot more credible than a lot of some of the other like UFO stories that you hear about. And it really feels like the way that the fucking uh skeptics try to play it off it definitely feels like everything they're saying is a pretty big reach because i mean this all sounds pretty intense and it doesn't really line up with shit like owls or glowing fungus and shit oh also i just looked up a picture of the hopkinsville goblins these things are fucking oh my god they're so cute but they look exactly like the pokemon sableye Look, Is that right? Yeah, look up the Pokemon. Say it's S A B L E Y E. I think um, they look exactly like them. I guess it was probably the inspiration. Yeah, it was probably the inspiration for the Pokemon. But look at it; it looks just like a little Hopkinsville goblin. Hopkinsville, you're right. Listen, this story sounds <laughs> eerily familiar to the plot of one of my favorite sci-fi horror alien movies of all time. I'm talking about M. Night Shyamalan's Signs. God, I love Signs. So many similarities to that story. Oh my God, that that movie scared the shit out of me when I saw it in the movie theater. It still scares the shit out of you. It still scares the shit out of me. I've seen your reaction like when they show the video and then the the fucking alien. Fucking stop it. Oh God. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, and the little kids are saying in Portuguese, it's there. It's in the. It's in. Mm hmm. And just like quickly, whoom. Oh, it's, the ah, it's so good. Master of suspense, master of the payoff when it comes to fear. Oh, I, have to, I have to sleep alone in this house tonight. Jesus. You're not alone. You've got Boomer. He. And the owls. 
I know, and the owls that visit me all the time. God, I don't even and know. And the that things means. that Boomer looks at. I need somebody to tell me what the hell's going on with those owls. Because is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? What's going on? Who knows? I just don't even know. It's so fucking scary. So anyway, I don't have anything else about the Hopkins of Oak Goblin case, but it's just insane how much evidence there is. I mean, some evidence, but at the same time, you know, nobody could come out and say, it doesn't sound like, of all the research I got, no one ever recanted their story. Yeah, everything sounds like, you know, they know what they saw and they stood by it. They definitely didn't, to, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't sound like they ever tried to... Um, capitalize on it in any monetary fashion no it definitely lends to the credibility of stories when people aren't like constantly recanting or backtracking or like trying to get famous off of shit or do like talk show circuits and shit Mm -hmm. like this just seems like a bunch of scared kentucky boys just like shooting the shit out of some weird ass little goblin critter that's trying to fucking grab their hair and you know fucking run at them (laughs) yeah no kidding this is just it's insane how crazy this whole thing is but yeah, that's the Hopkinsville Goblin case. I know it was a little bit shorter, but man, was it packed with some shit. Yeah, that was fucking wild, man. It's a good start for season three. Man, it would. I wish they would have brought one of these guys down. Can you imagine if they'd shown up at the police station and they had one in the back of the trunk? Oh my fucking God. That would be the coolest shit in the world. And they went back to the house and then had to leave. Oh, they came back at 3.30 in the morning. Oh. Oh, man. I could definitely see going back to the house, but I would not pick the witching hour to do so. I wouldn't go back to the house. Why the fuck would you go back to the house? I mean, I feel like if you were there and then you shot at a bunch of them, they would be like, ah, this is probably not really worth the hassle, and they would leave shortly after. So I feel like if you went back in, like, the daytime and then just spent a couple nights, like, watching and making sure, you know? Smartest person. The smartest person in this entire story was the dog who went underneath the house and wouldn't come out. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Again, the dog knows what's up. Yeah, dogs are definitely smarter than humans when it comes to ghosts. <laughs> and a lot of other things. And a lot of other things, you're right. All right, well, that's it for me, baby. Hell yeah, good shit, man. Hopkinsville goblins, goblins. Spooked hos- spooky hospital ghosts. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. All right, Dylan, you got anything else? Uh Oh, yes. We have our Redbubble site up. It is Too Scared Cast. We are selling merch now, and that's pretty exciting. Um, we are still releasing through Anchor at the moment, so you do also have the option of subscribing to us on Anchor if you guys are able, able to help financially. Uh, you can choose a monthly donation of, I think, like $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. If you're at all able to support us financially, it would really help us out a lot. Um, obviously, we have plans of going out and doing some video content and trying to find some haunted places. So if we can get some more money to make that possible sooner, that would be amazing. Uh, but if you can't, we completely understand. Um, just thank you guys for listening, and please, you know, share... To some other people, Um, even if you can't, if you can't support us financially, then support us by sharing our podcast with all your friends, suggest it, send them crazy stuff that we do, get them to listen because we'd love to have more listeners. Absolutely. And our DMs and email and stuff is always open. If you guys want to reach out to us with spooky stories or questions or comments, we're always willing to talk to y'all. Yeah. Um, you can also check out our TikTok. We do have a TikTok now and Jake posts constantly on it. You're welcome um, to post stupid shit too. I don't, I'm not funny enough 
all the time. Oh, right, because I'm funny at all? None of that stuff is funny. Well, I'm not... stream of consciousness. See, my line is, I'm not funny enough to be making the TikToks, and I'm not, like, lonely dad enough to make the TikToks. I can't get into shit like Virgin River. Hey, fuck off right now. (laughs) You shut your whore mouth about that show. Don't you ever disrespect that show in my presence unless you want to catch these hands, Dylan. I did not disrespect it. I just said I didn't get into it because I'm not an old man. I can feel the adrenaline coming into my eyes. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Hey, you want to bring bounce? it, man? Come on. You want to bounce about this? Oh Let's my fucking God. go. I'll punch Don't you too. These hands rated E for everyone, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to me. fight or fuck. fuck with me. And, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I can't even tell that joke. Oh, you're crazy. all right well anyway that's us if you have friends that would like to hear two co-hosts fight about virgin river or talk about spooky shit let them go you shut your whore mouth and get that name out of your mouth don't you dare (laughs) cannot wait for season three of that show oh my goodness gracious all right well that's it for me i think uh thank you to everybody for listening we're excited to be back for season three absolutely So from Dylan, my co-host, my name is Jake, and we hope we've left you too scared to sleep.